it's Chase from On The Table Gaming, and welcome back to episode 125 of the On The Table Gaming podcast. Today, we have a lot to talk about. Coming out of the Gamma presentation, uh, we now have at least 20 units that have been revealed for A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. So, uh, you know, I'm going to head up to the Rookery. I haven't been up there in a while, and uh, I'm going to take a look around here, so... And, oh my god, Josh, you've been up here the whole time? Yes. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, man. This is what door, I've been up to. <laughs> the door closed behind me that last time. And, and uh, oh, man. Okay, well. So, uh, at least you've been up here while the news has been coming in. So, we're, we get to talk about some of the newest Song of Ice of Fire news. I'm excited. I mean, there's there's just so much stuff coming out. This is uh, this is nuts. And we actually have a pretty huge reveal uh, of a... Well, I don't, even want to, I don't know if I'm supposed to say it yet. <laughs> so, um, you know, Josh, I'm so excited to talk to you, too. I mean, this goes back to like the old days where, where it was like the first hero box coming out or something. And we're like, oh, yeah. my gosh. And now, uh, you know, let's start in with uh, the Martells here. We got a whole new faction that was revealed. Oh, so exciting. I mean, like, the, the, whenever there's a new faction, that's like got to be the most exciting time in the game because it's not just I mean, every hero box, every unit kind of like shakes things up a little bit. But and it's a whole new faction. It's like your you know, your brain goes all over the place with all the possibilities. I'm, I'm super pumped to see what the Martells are all about. That said, hated them in the card game. So let's see how much of that personality they take into uh, into the into the miniatures. Oh, I dropped the hate, the hate already. My oh, <laughs> miserable, miserable, miserable deck <laughs> my favorite as soon as the news came out simon had posted on a uh like one of the reveal images saying uh well great i'm running out of factions that i can claim to be like oh that's the faction i care about the most uh yeah. you know so you know for all you diehard martell fans out here your time has come i can understand martells a little bit more than like you know the people who are like big bolton fans or things like that those are weird those are the weirdos the weirdos oh <laughs> i uh, especially like in you know, the red viper oh my gosh and in the in the movies uh, although actually in the in the tv series sorry the tv series it does get a little weird when they go to dorn like that that might be kind of like a kind of a weird part of the narrative process uh, i felt like it was handled a lot better in the books yeah, the show and the books, for those who don't know, are very far apart in what happens in Dorn. Yeah, that's you know sometimes you just got to wrap up a storyline super abruptly. So that's uh, you know <laughs> you just got to check the box and move like, on. We just, right? can we just can we just kill all these characters at the exact same time? Yeah, <laughs> I think that was the best part about season uh, eight, though, right? Was it kind of like made you forget about the the subplots in Dorn and things like yeah, that? You know, <laughs> like you know, just don't worry about it. <laughs> So with this, with the Martell starter set, then there is some flavor text here, and I can do a dramatic reading. And uh, I don't know if you want to set me up with some background noise here. What, what's the what's the appropriate soundtrack for Martells? Can't you do that with like special effects and like have some I, like like a I, desert I wind so. blowing and some <laughs> yeah yeah. Okay. All right, so <laughs> here we go. Here we go. <clears throat> here, beatbox it. Okay. <laughs> uh, House Martell rules the desert plains and badlands of, of southern Westeros under the Sunspear banner. Their troops are garbed in desert robes, under light armor, and rank among the fastest forces in the War of the Five Kings. House Mortel's doctrine of battle is to strike fast, strike hard, and evade counterattack. Their spearmen and skirmishers form the bulk of their forces, while the elite Dune Vipers fill a flanking and pinning role. But nothing embodies the might of House Mortel so much as its leadership. Prince Doran rules the Great House from the Sunspear, while Prince Oberon leads from the front. Eriohota's valor has seen many battles won by strength of will alone, and the political machinations of Ilaria San keep enemies guessing where and when 
House Martell will strike next. All right, so that's from the back of the starter set box. Oh, yeah. Whew, there's a lot to pull off from there. Well, so you got to think, like, first of all, they said fast. So that tells yes. me that you're going to see, like, infantry that moves seven inches. Oof. So, Maybe. you know, I you think it's going to be that fast. Oh, my gosh. Because I feel like every faction has come out. They'll be like, so tell me about the Starks. And like, well, the Starks are fast. <laughs> and then think, you're like, oh, okay, all right. I look at the Starks and they're like, a, they use like tactical maneuverability more this more so than speed. They definitely have guys that move six inches. But like, I would say their, their faction identity has more to do with like repositioning. I feel like the Martels could just be like pure speed. And I, I would assume because of their, you know, their abilities, probably that like, you know, some kind of retreat action, similar to what we've seen before, right? With like Outriders, for example, where you get attacked and you can make a free retreat action. I bet there's yeah. a lot of that that you can't like pin them down. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, and maybe things like ambush, where if you attack in the flank, you cause like panic and weaken tokens. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, or was it Swift Strike, where you get the free retreat action after you get attacked? Like, it sounds like that might be like really annoying to fight. In that they yeah. just keep bouncing out of combat. I'll think about like poison too, right? Like that's got to be a mechanic of some kind. That there's got to be some kind of poison mechanic or something. Venom. How do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> Is this going to be a like? Do you think they would introduce a new mechanic like game wise? Could it could be like, hey, we're adding a fourth token. And like yeah, I thought, it's yeah. in all the games. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if like if you just land any hits, regardless of if it kills anybody, but you just land a hit, you get a poison token, and like every poison token, you just like lose a dude. That might be really powerful. So maybe that's way too much, but that'd be oh, pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like that maybe they're be, not that, that good at actually pushing damage through, but you don't really care that much because you just like hit them like one time and you get a you know, they just kinda have these poison tokens, you run away. So it'd be like anti-pillage tokens where like I kill a rank of yours and like I get a token, but instead it's like I hit you and like you get a token. Yeah. And for every token mm. you lose a guy. So then I have over like multiple rounds I mean, that might i don't know that might be either. how would you get rid of it though then you, get rid of you can't you're just like once you got it you, just, you got like you can't have someone <laughs> be like so you gotta suck the poison out man <laughs> yeah, you're dead dude That's <laughs> what oh this could be i this may be why we're also not game designers I, i'm excited to see where they go with it <laughs> it's a terrible idea it's a terrible you think i haven't it would thought be, it through at all but something like well, that do you think poison nice. is going to be something troops do or do you think poison is going to be something like ncus do i would think of the attachments like if you get like the sand snakes in there you get like oberon like leading a unit like all almost 100% like one of, they have to have some kind of venomous ability but maybe they have like some you know I don't know the dune vipers like that sounds interesting like what are those maybe a poisonous unit dune vipers it sounds like they got like a motorcycle gang or something like we're the dune vipers yeah we ride vespas on Tatooine sounds too, like too a, soon it sounds like a sp- <laughs> <laughs> too soon too soon let's not go there <laughs> it sounds like a it sounds like a homebrewed space marine chapter yes absolutely yeah. oh man so you know in in that starter set we know we're getting prince oberon which is going to be amazing yeah, and, and yeah. everyone's going to say hey how come mine doesn't look like pedro pascal like what why why is it doesn't look the same because it's it's based on the books not on the show but you know we talk about poison yeah i was going through some looking up some of these characters for for hero boxes and and martel and i'd forgotten that prince oberon had spent time training as a maester and has you know got six chains while studying before he like basically gets bored and wanders off mm. and so you know that's where he got his mastery of poison so i feel like you gotta do something with poison with him so yep. you know, i didn't know he's gonna be like a battlefield commander i'm assuming right that's gotta be yeah, you know, oh, people are gonna sure. want to get him up there. They're gonna want to push his tray into the mountain and be like, "Let's duke it out." But do you think we'll see maybe a an NCU version of him too, or is his character too? You know, uh, well, I guess he's very versatile. Yeah, and I think about you know maybe an NCU version that that would have poison. Like, I don't know. I, I guess I, it all depends on how this poison mechanic works. 
I could see it going either way, but I, I would see primarily him being like a battlefield commander type. Because, I mean, there's there's what? We have Oberyn, Doran, Ariohotan, Alaria, Sand. I would predict right. I would predict Oberyn and Ariohotan are like the combat attachments, and then Doran yeah. and Alaria are the NCUs. And Ariohotan, you know, the captain of the household guard at Sunspear, he's got that crazy long axe. Like, he's probably oh. going to be your smash and, like, crush people commander, yeah. right? And so yeah. that leaves a little bit more of a, an open, you know, flexible, maybe we would call a, you know, a skill, more skill-based, not skill-based, that sounds derivative, but a more, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, more a commander to be a little more ca- careful with, more tactical with. Sure. Well, I, I would predict, like, because wasn't he like the executioner too? Like he was like, uh, he was like the bodyguard for uh, Doran, but also like he chopped people's heads off, right? So wouldn't he, yep. maybe, maybe he has that like everyone's favorite mechanic of oh, killing an attachment in the unit? Oh my gosh. Well, he does. And let's see, I was trying to go through. Yeah, there's some, he kills some guy. He, he, he takes some people out in combat. I, I love a search of, of ice and fire.com. It's like a website you can search for keywords and just pulls you to like paragraphs in all of the books where things are mentioned. And I found some ones where he's like, he's like sizing people up being like, can I take this guy? Like I can take this guy. Uh, but he's, he's the one who kills Eris Oakheart. So he, you know, he's a quite a, a strong battlefield presence. So I, I feel like, you know, he's going to be able to hold his own. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's something like a Victorian style character or a great John Umber sort of character. So, oh. you know, those are two combat command or commanders then. And then Dorian, you know, he's obviously going to be an NCU. And then uh, Illyria Sand is going to be an NCU as well, I'm assuming. And so, you know, that kind of fleshes out our, our box there. I don't know. Out of those characters, are there anyone in particular that you're like especially excited for? You know what? I'm gonna tell you what. Prince Doran, because he thinks. Least, so. Oh yeah, in the book, in the in the books, he was a very different sort of. And you know, in the show, he barely didn't do anything. But like you know, yeah. uh, he was like sort of like an ineffectual leader that got killed by his whatever his daughter-in-law, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, but in the in the books, he was like this tactical genius, and like he was yeah. sort of you know like crippled by disease, but like was you know this just this amazing mind that was playing this like long con and you know i don't think at this point in the books we've ever like really truly revealed his like full plan i think he was like looking at now it's been so long i can't even remember was it um one of the other maybe targaryens that was floating around he was trying to marry off or something oh it was uh marcella was that what it was He's trying to, or was he trying to marry Daenerys? I can't, like, I, he had some kind of plan. It was very interesting. <laughs> but at any rate. <laughs> I just remember his line about being like, you know, like there's a snake like in the grass, like laying in yeah. the grass is like the most dangerous. Because you don't see him, you don't suspect it. Yeah. And the whole uh, thing about the, the, the people of Dorne is like, they're the ones who held out against the Targaryens when the Targaryens had dragons. They were the only ones like that, like, you know, were able to like withstand, right? Um, so whatever the poison mechanic is, it should be good against dragons. Be like, take that. I think, yeah, if you just have, like, kill target dragon. <laughs> it's just like uh, execute. It's just like for, uh, what's that called? Where you just kill the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's like on a three yeah. plus, you. See, you know, why, why even roll? Just have a tactics card. Destroy target dragon. Just have a tactics card. Kill commander. To, uh, yeah. Kill dragon. You just yeah. play it. And it's yeah. like, well, I don't have any dragons in my army. I'm playing against Starks. Like, eh. yeah. Just pitch it then. That's fun. You know what, though? That's not so bad. I would take a very situational card. You know, discard it. <laughs> just in case for tournaments, you just show up and be like, oh, great. I got my uh, kill dragon card. Like, man, mother of dragons list is getting wrecked. <laughs> we, got, we got those four commanders, NCU character types. And then uh, we've got the units. So they say they mentioned spearmen, they uh, mentioned skirmishers, and then they mentioned the Dune Vipers, which uh, are not, I assure you, a custom Space Marine chapter. Not yet. Um, not yet. <laughs> they are now. Are you going to start stacking uh, your next kill team? We'll make a kill team uh, called the Dune, Dune Vipers. Vipers. 
Ooh, all right. It sounds like a Necromunda group, actually. Yeah. I have a Give me some sandy looking armor. Cool. <laughs> and you know, this is gonna roll out just like they did the Greyjoys. So no longer are we doing this sort of faction parody thing where it's like Baratheons and Targaryens, Starks and Lannisters, Free Folk and you know, Night's Watch. Yeah. It's actually it's just just one faction and you get a bunch of stuff all at once. You're not like waiting anymore. So it's gonna be the three units that come in the core set, Spearmen, Skirmishers, Dune Vipers. And then we're also gonna see the Sunspear Royal Guard, which are uh, like kind of the elite heavily armored Martell units. Uh, they've got additional in their description, it says they have additional physical conditioning that allows them to keep pace and they're the hard center to a Martell Vanguard. So that's going to be their heavily armored unit. Mm-hmm. And these are the guys that would like, that would protect Doran Martell at Sunspear. So we got that elite unit. And then we got a Martell's hero one box uh, that has the sand snakes and then Harmon Uller, the Lord of Hellholt as well. And the only thing I'll note for the Martell heroes ones with the sand snakes, all four of those daughters in the description, it says they manipulate their enemies both on and off the battlefield with their father's same lethal precision, which makes me think, okay, might they have a similar mechanic to Prince Oberon? And what do they mean, you think, by manipulate their enemies both on and off the battlefield with their father's same lethal precision? You know you know what that means, Chase. You know it. What do you think? Oh, come on. What? Did you, what? Did you not, did you not watch the show? Oh, uh, I don't know. There might be kind of that. I just remember a lot of like flailing around, uh, like uh, in the sand. Then there's something like a boat, and I don't know. Yeah. It's all kind of a haze now. So they, they got some salacious moves. Oh, oh, oh that, yeah. that's what you mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. oh it's just going to be. We better see the sculpts on these. We'll see if. Uh, I'm sure they'll be uh, safe. They'll be safe for work. Don't worry. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Is it bad that I was like, I don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> I was like, come on, man. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? I, let's just say. I thing. Have, they're like the, you know, the black <laughs> widow right they're like uh, poisoning uh, these dudes with, let me just say i've missed many flirting attempts in my life where i'm like wait was she just i just oh was, you missed it oh good good to know you wouldn't get uh, killed with a poison smooch you know that's true that's true you're not actually you're right i have i've never been killed by a poison smooch so it's so, coming so handy far, <laughs> So, yeah. but there, there's four of them, right? So they can't all just be the sand snakes and the poison smooches. Like they can't all have the same ability. All have the exact same ability, and their and their subtext will also be that if they happen to run into, uh, oh god, I'm forgetting his name, <laughs> the Greyjoy. You're on. Uh, you're on. on. If you're on, if you're on, shows up, he will kill all of them oh, by himself yeah. oh, instantly. God. Oh god. <laughs> That's, oh, that's just it. It's like if Euron is on the table. If you are engaged with a unit containing Euron Greyjoy, kill every sand snake. He will punch, punch all of them in the face. Don't, don't. don't. Oh, man. I, I really try not to think of Euron Greyjoy from the show because that character, I'm yeah. still somewhat bitter. So I, in fact, I think he was more annoying to me than like all of season eight. But that, that I have strong, I have strong close, opinions. Close call. Yeah. He's like coming out of the water to fight. Are we, are we Do we have to have spoiler tags for this? I, I, I'm not sure, but when he came like out of the water to fight Jamie again, and it's like, what the heck? Yeah, yeah. Why won't you die? He is the worst. Anyway, yes, the Sand Snake's very cool. I was almost wondering if they would put him in a unit together, like uh, almost like the um, Kingsguard. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, I don't know. The way it's worded here, I mean, they do mention, although one of the deadliest warriors afoot, Prince Oberon Martell's political machinations are not to be undervalued, nor those of his daughters. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like this is the 
that's what that box would be like. But I'm kind of actually all about the character units. And I'd actually like to see more. And if we have time, when we get to talk about some of the stuff coming out for the free folk, um, you know, Able the Bard gets mentioned. Um, but in the way that box is structured too, I don't think it's a character unit. And I don't know if you could do like him and six beer wives and make that work. But uh, I, I would like to see more of that sort of flavor in the game. Yeah, I, I think some of those like legendary units. And I'm surprised, like I thought they would do it a lot more often. Remember when we saw like Eddard's Honor Guard? Yeah. We were like, oh, well, they could just reskin like, you know, just... You know, you, you have a different card and all of a sudden you have like, I don't know, Tywin Lannister's honor. Guard. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah, can kind of do yeah. something. They haven't really done that as much, um, which is interesting. Um, but I mean, I'm still waiting. The way the new sculpts came out and those Stark and Lannister oh, yeah. starter sets, they're so good. Oh, yeah. I really want just a just give me an honor guard, like an extra set of cool sculpted sworn swords. And, uh, you know, like I can make my own Eddard's honored guard just just out of that. Like just some of the oh. unit. And I, I will buy that. I've seen some cool conversions that people have done where they've like kind of added like different shields and helmets and yeah. stuff that have done that have really turned that uh, unit into something kind of sweet. If you are listening to this, we also, you know, put this on YouTube. We also put a, we post that way. Hey, the episode's out on our Facebook page. If you have made a really cool custom honor guard, please go there and share some of the pictures. Uh, I'd love to see what you've done, because that's one of those things where I've never I've never done that. I don't really play Starks, but I, I have Starks. Um, and I just don't have the time to like custom make my own honor guard unit. Oh. But, you know, I just love what people do. And I just love to pick one up. But, you know, back to Martells, do you think, is this a faction that like you've been waiting for? I mean, like I said, like I played them in the in the card game. So I have like this like uh, irrational, deep seated hatred of the Martells that has nothing to do with their flavor as a faction or their in-game persona. So, no, uh, I am very looking forward to, though, killing them as often as possible with my stuff. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is uh, you it's been, what, five? Five years or so of us playing this game uh it's been that long right covid time somewhere there so you know you played a, a wee bit against uh free folk uh so maybe it sounds like uh, yeah. i need to pick this faction up and uh start start going heavy with this just so you can have the thrill of the hunt here and hopefully that poison mechanic is if there is a poison mechanic, but there's got to be a poison mechanic, yeah, you is, played, is something that can You played basically crush all you. Lannisters for a really long time, and then all, yep. all Free Folk for a really long time, and then yep. the Blue Moon Targaryens. Yes. You've I bring out Targaryens. Like Starks and Baratheons that entire time, too, so I guess it's not that Oh, my time. gosh. And then, you know, then my, that, uh, down the road, it's like a ton of Greyjoys, a ton of Starks. Uh, the one faction I feel like I hardly ever play is like pure neutral, uh, but that's okay. You know, no, no Bolton people in our circle, and I, I think I'm okay with that. No, no offense, Mike oh, from Off the Wall Gaming. No, if you're no, listening. no weirdos. Oh wow, what? That's 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 harsh. That's harsh. But every, every it's always fun to hear what draws people to certain factions. I, I was just never like a bad guy. Neither. That's not like my main draw, with rare exception. But you know, the Martells. I think out of most of the factions, like I feel like they kind of come off a little bit as like the good guys in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like there's a lot of cool stuff about them and they're not like straight up like, you know, evil. Yeah, well, it's like um, when, when the, like, you know, when the Lannisters are kind of at the top of their game, right? Like when you're kind of like at the midway point where they basically wiped out the Starks, you know, you got nothing left. The, the Martells kind of show up and start messing with the Lannisters stuff. They're like, they're, they're kind of edging them out. They're kind of messing with them a little bit. And so it's, it kind of feels like you're on their side because they're anti-Lannister, right? Like they're like, right. I don't know if they're good necessarily, but they're just like against the worst guys in the in the whole book. So I'm rooting for them. Well, you know, I was really a fan of how 
the stuff rolled out for Greyjoys. Oh. Um, you know, l- the last couple of years have been crazy with distribution. Distribution's always been difficult with this game, but COVID really kind of knocked things for, uh, uh, you know, just off the wall. But, you know, I had some people that jumped in and started off with Greyjoys, first time really kind of getting into the game. And the fact that they were able to get all that stuff at the start, like they were able to like seamlessly merge, especially the ones that have like background experience in wargaming and are like serious, like, uh, you know, depth of experience there. Like they're just, just folded right into the groups. And it's like, as if without missing a beat, that is so great. And, you know, you kind of remember like the old way when it was like the faction came out and you got your starter set, but like you couldn't, you could play with everybody. You could buy neutrals. And I know it's like, oh, I forget the neutrals. But like, yeah. you always maybe, it was like a little different when you only have like the one unit. Like, you know, I had my free folk and I bought my spear wives. And I was like, wow. You know, having another hero's box, the extra few units, like especially when it's like, oh, one of them is like a really heavily armored or like a very specific type of unit. Yeah. That's just so helpful. I agree. I mean, it was one of those things where like when the Baratheons first came out, we kind of had like a long stretch where you really, really needed like neutral help to to fill in the gaps because you had like kind of a lot of the same type of unit. You know, you had a lot of like heavy infantry. Yep. And so if you want to stay in faction and not have to use a whole bunch of, you know, neutrals, then you kind of get stuck with this, uh, you know, all right, I'm taking some pretty limited options. But it's it's really cool to see that they're doubling down on being able to, like, sort of release, like, a whole bunch of stuff at the same time so that, you know, you get your little taste there with the starter set where you go whole hog and you buy a bunch of stuff, but you'll be able to, like, field an army that's pretty unique and, and different than maybe everything else that you're seeing out there. So the last time we played, you switched it up. You didn't do Baratheons. You went with Starks. Yeah. And uh, what was it like getting those back on the table and under the new new cards? Their tactics deck kind of sucks compared to the old way, but I think I think everybody knows <laughs> that. It's not. Did you it's miss not your good. swift advance? Uh, your oh god, <laughs> like yeah, like devastating impact, and it was just like oh. the, the old cards of like the sudden charge and stuff were just so good. I mean, th- these were fine, um, I, but I think the Starks have a lot of really cool maneuverability. Uh, you know, uh, stuff that they can do. I think like I think Arya Stark is actually super underrated. I think. Uh, Rob's got some pretty cool play. And so like, I like that sort of, you're probably going to charge me here. So I'm just going to maneuver out of the way or I'm going to maneuver behind you. So you can't even see me anymore. You know, like that kind of stuff is super cool to me. So I I like that uh, aspect of it. I mean, you, you know, you won the game. That's always been your style of play though. Uh, Well, but that's your style of play. But like, I feel like you kind of, have the skill. I always think of you from like X-Wing being like one of those like arc dodger, like, you know, you're going to jump out of the way so I can't shoot you style of play. You know, it was fun playing that matchup with you, not only because I've played my free folk and your Baratheons a lot, uh, where it's just like, well, I know you're going to be slow, so I'll just do this, this, and this. (laughs) But, you know, I just see you kind of playing that style again. I know your heart's in Baratheon, but, you know, I secretly, I think you might be a Stark player, true and true. Oh, I, there. Yeah, I mean, I, Stark's, Stark's my, you know, that's my first love, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can't get away from it. I just, you know, I, it was like the Baratheon was the new hot girl on the street, so. <laughs> but now, you know what? Uh, Everything old is new again, well, you know? I, I haven't played Stark, yeah. so it's like a whole new deck. It's whole new units. I mean, we played Karstark Spearmen, which I thought were really sweet. They were fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, my, I had my... <laughs> my uh tell sworn swords like just absorbing like 40 hits a turn like <laughs> it's curses Curse yeah that's an, and that's not and that's not getting you know there's so much so much to explore there uh, but so we got this stark hero box three coming out now oh, so yeah uh, just to preface all this there's a whole bunch of hero boxes that were revealed at gamma 
the Starks Hero Box 3, the Lannister 3, Night's Watch, Free Folk, Baratheon 3 and 4, and Targaryen. So no Greyjoy one there, but they just got one recently. You're like, don't you um, like how the Baratheons get two Hero Boxes at a time because we get two different factions? That's true. I mean, they're basically two different factions. Best faction in the game. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Probably that that might make them more expensive than Free Folk, actually. I used to complain <laughs> about like how many Free Folk units I had. Your, your Baratheon force has to get quite large then when you when you like to play both sides there. Yeah, but but let's, like, let's you know, get this, into this. This is the cheapest mini game you could possibly buy into. I mean, That's you know, true. It's fine. That's true. You can come in. Uh, so the Starks Hero Box 3. So in this Hero Box, it sounds like we're getting Rob, the King in the North, cool. or the King in the North. Uh, Mage I, think it's, I think it's pronounced Noth. Noth. Yeah. King of the Noth. <laughs> Mage Mormont. Uh, Liana Mormont. Brendan the Blackfish Tully is finally riding in. He was off on the flank for a while, I think. He was like off in reserves. Very long time. And then Rickard Karstark. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't know what these characters do yet, but I, you know... This is going to add, anytime you get a hero box, it adds so much playability here. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone you, you know, that you're excited to play just on the the, the name or the lore? Or you're like, oh, this character's cool. Uh, I mean, <laughs> my joke answer would be Leanna Mormont. Uh, uh -oh, so I would okay. have that uh, extremely uh, dubious uh, charge into a giant. Um <laughs> But I don't know. I think I'm excited to actually play Brendan Tully like in a tournament. You know what I mean? Like we've yeah. He's one of the. It's, it's kind of lame, but like we've had Mage Mormont and Brendan Tully like in this like sort of unofficial black hole since the Kickstarter. You know? Yeah. Which stopped us from playing each other, obviously. But like there was always this thing of like, oh, if you ever really play anywhere, you can't use this stuff. So right. It's cool that that's like finally coming out with different sculpts, and I really like what they did with uh, Rob the King in the North because I I do really dig when they sort of evolve characters as like you're almost like you're moving through the timeline now and you're starting to like see these characters advance uh through the through the narrative it's like you know if you ever played like the card game for game of thrones or you played like the old star wars ccg you're starting to see like a character who maybe started off weaker and is becoming you know better and more powerful as they sort of move along i think that's like a that's a really neat design space right it's like a, it's a same character but totally different look yeah i think that both for me both the mormons i think is really cool i don't think you know hopefully uh, she won't have some like anti-giant tech <laughs> But you know, Mage has Mage has been out there for a while. You know, like I said, yeah, we don't. You can't bring it places. And so, actually, now that you say that, I do think I know one guy who's like super into Mage and like the Mormonts as a whole. And like when he bought in, he like bought a Kickstarter exclusive one from somebody just so he could have her in his force. But actually, I think for a lot of other players, because you don't use them in events, if you are playing with that in mind, you start to not really list build with her. Right. And it slowly gets weeded out of your, you know, your collection or you know, just the theory crafting you're doing. So to get her back into the mix, I think that'll be cool. And I, I think for me, like I picked up that starter set. Um and the uh, sculpts are so good. And, you know, I'm thinking like, wow, okay, if I want to start getting some Starks moving around a little bit more every once in a while, like what kind of force do I want? And I think I kind of want to, I think I want to lean into like a, a Tully Mormont style force or just maybe just move away from like the Sworn Swords, just have a lot more focus on like the subgroups. Yeah. And so having like a bunch of Mormont characters, a bunch of Mormont troops, I don't know. That, that catches my eye. That's one of the things I like about the Starks. So the Starks is like this hodgepodge of like different yeah. sub-themes. Like you've got like your heavily armored Tullys, you've got your Berserker, uh, Umbers. Like there's like all this like, you kind of throw it all into like one melting pot of just like, you know, Northern maniacs. And, and the that speaks to like my inner Free Folk player, like yeah. having the diversity of options and then seeing yeah. that again, but they're like very different than Free Folk. Oh, yeah. Makes me be like, oh yeah, like I kind of do yeah, that. They, they wear armor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although the chariots, that has been like the most 
most fun moving those around. I could now I'm like, oh, you know, I do have the bear cav, but I'm like Outriders, Tully Cavaliers, that they pack a punch. Like that could be fun to roll out with a few times. I need to play with my Tully Cavaliers. I, I, after I reread their rules uh, for the first time in a while, I was like, that seems pretty, pretty good. Like nu- yeah. just nuking a unit. Maybe next time we play, I'll I'll, I'll borrow your stuff and uh, throw some of my stuff in there too and uh, make you face some Starks. Nice. Some Stark Fury. Right. Then finally, we got uh, Ned Stark for the Stark as well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got his head on him. So I wonder what, uh, what will differentiate him between... It looks like an NCU, though, right? He doesn't have, like, any armor yeah, on. Yeah, he has no armor and no sword. So, yeah, it's got to be uh, NCU version. I mean, I love the Some, skull. The hand of the looks, king? They look fantastic. I don't, I'm not really sure what the Leanna Mormont pose is doing there. She's kind of just like... <laughs> <laughs> hey, little kid, she's chilling. No, oh, sorry, not, oh, not so, Leanna. I meant me. She's sort of just like holding her. She's arm. pointing. She's like, crush, crush them. She's not even pointing. She's oh, sort of just holding her hands. I guess you're right. You know what I mean? Uh, I think for Ned, for Ned, he's definitely the hand of the king because in the box art, you can see he's got a big uh, golden pin on him. So, hmm, I wonder how that'll play through. Either way, I'm excited. Uh, and then we got Lannisters, Lannister Heroes 3. So Queen Cersei and Tommen, uh, hostage Jamie Lannister is going to be in the mix there. So he's also finally making it into the game. Yep. Sir Kevin Lannister, of course, Sir Kevin, who can finally, forget. Finally, yeah. And then the mountain that rides. He's going to be, he's going to, you know, smashing some heads in. Uh, that's awesome. There's another one that's like technically been illegal for a long time in a tournament play, but. Illegal. I guess the weird thing is like we start talking like tournament play, but it's like there's you know, so many other ways to play. Of but course, yeah, of course. Like it, it does have an impact. And then Sir Adam Marbren, Quyburn, and Sir Robert Strong. So I actually had to look up Adam Marbren because I was like, who the heck? Like, first off, Lannisters, they all kind of blend together. But so he was a childhood friend of Jamie. <laughs> he got to actually command Tywin's Outriders. He fought at the Battle of Green Fork. Uh, and eventually he becomes the commander of the city watch. So I'm thinking, you know, if he's got a commander form, maybe it'll be something that builds on the adaptive style of the Lannisport's, Lannisport city watch that came out recently. Like I'm assuming they'll maybe put him at that point in time where he's got kind of a commander position, but maybe they'll do something earlier. Maybe it'll be uh, something from an earlier time period. I like how they're like kind of moving around time. Like you said, like as the hero box are coming out, we're seeing different eras of characters. Um, But, you know, I don't know. Out of that, I think I'm kind of interested to see what happens with Queen Cersei and Tommen to see what like different takes they might have on uh, that that Cersei uh, character. You know, so I don't know. I think Cersei and Tommen, I think that's probably who I'm most interested to see how they play out. But it'll be cool to get like Jamie Lannister into people's forces, the the maimed one. I, you know, I I don't he's another one I don't see often used, but putting out anytime you can bad. put a thing well, you know, I know it's very situational. While your opponent controls the crown, this unit suffers negative one to hit. But uh although it gives the a bonus of plus one morale to the unit's role, when the unit gets killed, it gives up a victory point. And like that's huge, right? Uh, you know, you throw that in a unit of raiders, yay, plus one morale, but like you're gonna explode that and get yourself a free victory point. Like that could be very, very powerful. Then you just you get the the point that you don't get for them being significant. That's true. I guess you're right. <laughs> well, I guess you're right. But like, you know, but now you got an you got a little reward yeah. for all your work when you, you go yeah. kill somebody, you know? I mean, minus one. All right, so you're not, not, a, not a fan of Jamie. Not a, not a fan of Jamie Lannister, main passage. Huh? I, I just I he hasn't ever been that, like, I think, effective enough to like warrant. T- I mean, but, you know, I could I could be convinced. I think he'd be cool in like a narrative type of game. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be, fun. It'd be, it'd be really cool to you do like some sort of like escort. Can you get this unit across the board? 
Mm-hmm. Maybe something we can mess around with. Well, you know, I think, and then let's jump on over to Night's Watch Heroes 3. Let's go fast here so that we can, uh, I know we're running short on time. I want to get to the good stuff. So yeah, Night's Watch, they get some stuff. Uh, <laughs> Cotter Pike, Sir Dennis Malister, you know, Cotter Pike being the guy who captured Rattleshirt. So, you know, shaking the fist there. Uh, and, uh, he also is the one who, who, who captains the Talon. He's the one who sails up to hard home and helps rescue those wildlings. So maybe a redeeming part there. We're going deep, we're going um, deep cuts. <laughs> Hey, you know, yeah, I got to get to this. You know, the, the Night's Watch characters, I'm always like reading them and be like, who the heck is this? Like Sir Dennis Malister, the commander of Shadow Tower. And it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then here's the real the real one we've all been waiting for is, is I think it's Satin or is it Satin? Satin? Satin. Yeah. S-A-T Satin. Uh, and so he was a former sex worker from Old Town and uh, he was, you know, follower of the, of the Seven. He ends up, he's actually out there and takes an oath by the weirwood tree with John and uh, he becomes a steward. So that makes me assume he's going to take an NCU role, but you know, right. Finally in the game, we've been waiting for that one guy from old town and then uh Delorious Ed, he, he's in there as well. So that's cool. Um, Did you forget about another steward character? You got a bunch in Stark though. I thought you were going to, that's who I thought you were going to well, say we'll for get, the we'll, big one. But. <laughs> Oh no! But you know, so Benjen, we see we see some variations of Benjen already. Uh, now we have a mounted version of him. So you know, I think I, I like to see characters that have multiple versions that are you know from from uh, foot to to mounted. So getting him out in a unit. The Night Watch don't have that many. The Ranger Vanguard does give him a second cavalry unit. So that that might be where he ends up being. Uh, I'm interested to see what makes him different from. You know, his his uh, regular like kind of on foot ranger version, because right now he just makes the unit a ranger unit. He gives them ambush, which is great, giving out those p- panic and weaken tokens on the charges. But then he gives plus one mobility and the unit can pivot before marching. Certainly that would be madness to give to a, uh, a, a mobile cavalry unit. <laughs> Uh, they've got enough speed. They don't need to pivot before marching. I guess they already have that with their maneuverability. Right, right, right. The free maneuvering. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. What, what room might there be to give things like a ranger feel? Hopefully nothing to do with like swift retreat or things like that. I've had too many bad experiences with Night Watch with that. Uh, I'm on the same page, yeah. And then, you know, let's get to the good stuff here. Sorry, Night's Watch players. <laughs> we're going to get to the free folk. Why we're all here. Oh my gosh, I believe the cool could say OMG. Um, there is a lot to like here and some kind of raising of eyebrows. So on the back of the box, it notes that there's only six tactics cards. There's only one commander in this expansion, mm. which is a little bit of a surprise. And and we've got uh, Borok the Bor- uh, the, the uh, Bor. skin changer. And yeah, he's got a, he's got a boar with him. He's awesome. So he's actually there with Tormund, like forces that, that force and they climb the wall and like the boar and ghosts don't get along. So I'm hoping that boar is is powerful enough that we can, we can maybe hunt some dire wolves with it. That would be cool. We've got the great walrus, who I'm assuming is the commander in this box. Uh, and so that maybe that frozen shore like sub theme we're seeing with like the uh, the bear riders we're seeing with the chariots with the walrus chieftain that maybe that he'll have like a sub theme within the faction that are based on those guys. And then we got Abel the Bard, which was a uh, Mance in disguise and Dala, uh, his wife. So I'm, I was looking at the sculpt for her and I'm pretty sure when we meet her in the books, she's pregnant, but I don't see that in the sculpt, right? Cause she dies during that whole like Baratheon battle. Um, she's like giving birth. She dies in childbirth. So I don't know at what time she's supposed to be from in this starter set. The, it definitely doesn't look just like from the multiverse. She's from the multiverse. Exactly. 
And then uh, I think maybe the big news out of all of this, you know, I'm excited for Able to Bar. That's my number one. But most people I've talked to seem to be more excited to see a Jon Snow for the free folk. I think he, I think he's going to be the commander, don't you? You think oh, so? Yeah. He, but does he command? I guess he does. He is. He does. Yeah. Is it bad that I kind of don't want him to be though? I don't know. What do you mean? Well, you know, what would he? What would he do in the free folk that he's not already doing? I guess maybe he would be like a um, Sir Jora. Like bringing in like another faction sort of identity into the faction. Yeah, yeah. I mean the whole like boldness and courage, and you know his vows, you know stand united brothers things like that. Like we kind of have some of that in the faction already. I'm not sure what I would want from him. Would I take him just? As, I wonder if I just take him just as is as a Nightwatch character right now. If I just plopped him over, hmm, I don't know. My experience against him has mostly been him in the Ranger Hunters, those little bow guys, and uh, it's been a nightmare. But I think it's more so the unit of Ranger Hunters than it is Jon Snow per se. Yeah, yeah I always, I always ended up playing against Jon Snow where he was stuck in with the unit of uh, was the Nightwatch veterans, the ones like where they could just oh, restore yeah. a preposterous amount of wounds with uh, Master Mister Amon. Yeah. Well, so now what he does, you know, the, the use their rally cry. And so they're like, anytime the unit he's in performs a melee attack, he heals two wounds to a friendly unit in long range. Pretty good. So they'll do a lot of like options to like hit and then run away. And then if you try and like run down that particular unit, the ranger hunters with their swift strike are always like retreating. And it's just a real pain in the butt. You like really commit to running them down, especially if you don't have cavalry. And, you know, I don't know if in the free folk faction, it's really, it's the ranger hunters that, that make the problem. I don't know. Uh, I wonder what he would bring to the free folk that we'd really want. And there's probably people listening right now going, oh my gosh, Chase, you want X, Y, and Z, but it's not coming to mind right now. I'm just looking at this boar and being like, <laughs> I, want, I want more I want more animals like Definitely this. Definitely on theme. And uh, so we're going to cycle. When these things get revealed, I think we'll do some real deep dives here. We're just kind of touching the, touching the main points here. And we've got Baratheons 3 and 4. Baratheons 3, it's your boy Stannis. That's right. And now he's mounted. Uh, and so they refer to him as a juggernaut in the text there. Uh, and it's cool to see him as a, a mounted character here. I'm assuming he's going to be a commander here. Do you think we could get a solar solo commander like Mag? Like Mag the Mighty, where it's like just Stannis mounted as a commander and he's like on his own solo tray? I mean, or is that uh, maybe. unusual? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I think there's like it, on, a, on horseback too, that might be a little bit strong in certain games where you really want to keep your commander out of danger. But I, I, it really depends on the stats too. Yeah. Well, so they say in the field, King Stannis is a juggernaut rallying his forces to stand against ever-growing odds. When I hear Juggernaut, I'm like, oh, is he going to be like smashing people down? But the oh. next line, rallying his forces to stand against ever-growing odds, is that more of like an inspire, yeah. you know, embolden bubble? So th- yeah, that, to me that sounds and, like a two-plus save and, and embolden. Mm, okay. Isn't that sexy, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's the, it never yeah. hurts. I feel like morale is something like you never really worry about until you do. And then you're like, oh no, <laughs> like a negative what? Morale is either, yeah, morale tends to be either like kind of not that bad or it's like <laughs> horrendous. Yes, yeah. Uh, we got Justin Massey, mm-hmm. of course, you know. Um, very no- a very normal name, by the way. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 you look it up and it'll be like, you know, it's like I got people's like Facebook oh, yeah, that's profiles. Just, that's just a dude. I'm like, oh, what's up, Justin? Like, whatever. Like, yeah, man. And so he was advisor. He was the one who actually advised retreat at the Battle of Blackwater. No. So maybe he'll give like a free retreat maneuver or something. No. That, that's that's a, that's a deep cut. 
that's a deep cut. We got. <laughs> I just, I do like how it's like, just like, hey, what's up, Justin Massey here at uh, yeah. Massey uh, Automotives. Uh, thanks for stopping Greg by. Jones. <laughs> hey, it's great. Hey guys, it's we great. <laughs> <laughs> we got Dale Seaworth yeah. as well, who is the oldest son of Davo Seaworth's four sons. Of course gets killed at, at Blackwater as well. Yeah. So I don't know. So his whole big thing was actually Stannis was the one who gave him the letter to go spread news of Cersei's incestuous relationship. So maybe he'll get some special like bonus when he's on the letter zone. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'm trying. I'm trying. to. We'll, we'll be. Uh, <laughs> I, I think so. I think so. Brian uh, Faring, which is Stannis' squire. I'm assuming, could, could that maybe be a additional attachment you can field if you take Stannis? I, like I don't know. Like, you know, what, what do you, what do you do to make Stannis a squire cool? Here's, here's what I think. Here's what I think you do, right? You have your Stannis a squire and you have Stannis in the unit. And then if Stannis's unit dies, kind of get like a free roll of like, they're not really dead. They like stay alive with one wound. <laughs> they just push the squire in front. Yeah, the, the squire, <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of like they, they, they have a similar thing with uh, to the last, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian, I mean, well, Brian did uh he did famously die from freezing to death in the book so so that would be a better death than I think in his uh than his character oh my gosh and then uh and then there's Maester Crescent and that was the guy who tried to poison Melisandre and it didn't work out when he like they both end up drinking from the cup and she's like I'm good and uh He's he's not good. It was very much not good. He drank yeah the strangler poison, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that strangler poison. Do you think maybe this has been held off? Oh, actually, if these come out before Martell's, will we maybe see a poison mechanic with him? Mm. And that would be like the introduction of the actual poison mechanic into the game. What about a fl- like this would be flavorful, right? You okay. you activate Maester Crescent. You put him on a tactic yep. zone. You can replace the effect with roll a d6 on a. Two through six, kill Maester Crescent and uh, an enemy NCU. And on a one, you just kill Maester Crescent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like they've moved away from doing those sort of like roll the die effects. But that would make sense for him, right? I mean, yeah. It's, it, it's like it's a, a one in six <laughs> chance. It's just doing straight up nothing and losing an NCU. Would I take it? Uh... Probably not. Probably not. But, you know, I don't know. You could have a, or it could be one where like you kill him and not kill an NCU. I, I, I don't know. Be cool. right. It would be cool. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see where that goes. And then Baratheon Heroes 4. So they, they're going, you're going to have so many, as a Baratheon player, so many hero boxes here, uh, which brings in the Rainbow Guard. Is it a, is it a full-size Loras Tyrell? Oh, too <laughs> soon. Yes, that is a comically small halfling miniature. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I just don't Oh, man. I think in the history of the game, was it the Bolton cutthroats that were like a little bit like kind of tall? And then he's a little bit kind of small. Right. Um, that, those might be the two units that were the, the, maybe the weirdest there. <laughs> Um, so this is your, your second chance at getting a Loras Tyrell. I really hope he's regular size. And you got Sir Robert Royce. You got Lord Bryce Caron, Sir Emin Coy, Coy? Yeah. Sir Guillard Morgan, and then Sir Parman Crane. And then, of course, Brianna Tarth again. There's a lot of her. So <laughs> I know. I mean, I love Brianna Tarth, and I guess I'll be totally fine with having a third Brienne of Tarth miniature. What do you mean? What, what do you mean a good no, Brienne of Tarth? No good, We're talking there's smack. no good Brienne of Tarth model. I mean, like, which one is like really strong? Oh, the one where she points the sword. That's a great, That's a great model. That it's like, is it? I mean, she's. I mean, what the game effect is not that good. Oh my gosh! You, you, how dare you? are going to get Brienne the blue. <laughs> 
Uh, one point, Renly, Renly's protector, after Renly Baratheon's unit is attached, this unit performs one attack or charge action on that that's attacker. Su- that's, that sucks. <laughs> what are you talking about? You that's gotta, not good. Hey, anytime you get another charge, you guys are so slow. That's letting you cover distance and punch oh, somebody. Oh, my goodness. No, you, you don't want them for a point? Man, you guys hey, are spoiled what you, over there. Just think about You used to like, float around just to get a free charge, like maybe once in the entire game for, for two points or one point. No way. One point. One point. One point. One point. Fine. I don't know. It feels like it'd be a combo, a combo <laughs> moment right there for me. But all right. To be fair, I don't really play Baratheons. In fact, I'm trying to think of the last Baratheon game I played that wasn't a demo game or at a convention using like Simon material. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I've played mm. a lot of Baratheons, and I can tell you that that is not an effect I'm looking to do generally. That's because you just like to sit there with your Rose Knights and be like, go for it. That's cool. Well, we got, you know, in the interest of time, we do want to come back to this for, for next week too and talk about some more of these units here, but let's hit Targaryen heroes and then wrap things up. So Targaryen's Heroes 3. Now we're moving away. So the last unit was a those uh, Blood Riders, right? They were Khal Drogo's like, elite unit, which is a great, really cool addition. And so now we're seeing a bunch of really difficult and hard-to-name characters. But Josh... I think you're going to pronounce these, as right? a, an aficionado, <laughs> As an aficionado of the card game, I feel like you probably have these oh, down, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just... For the people listening at home, when I was like, hey, Josh... For the Targaryen heroes, I probably am going to say these wrong. And here's who I've got. And I started listening and I was making like guttural noises <laughs> on the phone. And Josh was pointing out. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I know that one is. And he was right. He was like, oh, yeah, that's the witch. That's that merchant uh, dude, you know. So, uh, you know, do you, do, you, do you want to give him a shot, Josh? The, the I'll, rifle, I'll rifle through the name. I mean, again, I, I know most of these characters from the card game because you just like, you know, you have these like memories of getting blown out by some of these. But uh, so we got Miri Mazdur, which we may remember as the one who sort of resurrected Khal Drogo. <laughs> yeah, technically speaking. Hisdarzo Lorak, who's a wealthy merchant from Marine. And Missande. She is, of course, one of the handmaidens uh, of Daenerys Targaryen. Of her name, Director of Chains, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> Got Quaith, this is a, a good yeah. one. I want to read this. I want to read this next one. <laughs> this is great. Quaith was one of the three, like it was like Piatpri, Zar, Zaxo, Zoan, Daxo, whatever that guy's name was, was one of those three uh, warlock right. people. Uh, and I'm gonna skip over the next one because I want to read that name last. Uh, then there's Skahaz Mo Kandak. <laughs> Nice. And the last one is oh. Mary Ellen. <laughs> it's like it's like we're we're getting zip zorp and gobbledygoo, and then Bill. Like, yeah, it's me, Mary. Hi, uh, everyone calls me Mary Ellen, though. Game of Thrones is like just classic. They just have these completely off the wall names, and then they're like, you know, just Dave. Oh man, my I think my favorite still was. Uh, the Massey guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> Justin Massey. If there's a listener, I, I, I feel like that's a name. There might be someone listening who's like, wait, I, I'm Justin Massey. That's Massie. like the dude who eats your yogurt out of the break room. The guy named <laughs> Justin Massey. Oh, God. Um, so, okay, the witch. Gonna, is she, maybe she's going to resurrect a unit. But like, like a crappy kinda. version. Like, <laughs> he's like, ah, your Kyle Drogo died. Well, he's exactly. back. He, he but can't the unit move. can't move anymore. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, he died. That oh, could actually please. be useful. You that die can... on an objective point. She <laughs> resurrects him. You just sit you there. You got a guy who's technically alive and you have to kill him again. 
I think, yeah, that would be amazing. If if Simon does that, I think that's like next level. That wealthy merchant, Hisdra Zoloka. What's um, it? You know, that's going to be NCU, right? That's going to be probably trying to do something with the wealth zone. Oh. That maybe be thematic. I wonder we with uh, the the uh, Quaith, I wonder if we'll see any more like kind of crazy warlock stuff. Or if that's going to be like kind of relegated entirely to Piat Pri. Zaro doesn't do that. He's got like the crazy, um, like multiple influence things. I've used him a few times, actually. He's pretty cool. But I wonder where she kind of fits in between that spectrum. All right, we'll find uh, out soon. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And a lot of these are going to be spoiled, you know, probably somewhat soon. I know, I think there were some listings that some of the stuff might be coming out like uh, relatively soon, like within a month or so, uh, but I'm, I'm not, actually, I probably shouldn't say that. Committed to I probably it. shouldn't committed say to that. It now. It's coming out next <laughs> yeah, month. Don't edit this out. Oh God. Oh God. I'm sure as soon as like Zebra Man gets a copy, these will be, uh, will be floating around. Oh, the guy with the, ze- the guy with the zebra carpet. And then, you know, we got the golden company. He's back, <sighs> man. He's back. Zebra God. Man is back. So fantastic. Uh, we, needed him, we needed him in this world. Then we've got, you know, a whole bunch of units. Golden Company Crossbowmen, so the Golden Company are going to be arriving. Highgarden oh, yeah. Pikemen, Riders of Highgarden, Drowned Men, Golden Company Swordsmen, the Castle Rock Honor Guard, Golden Company Elephants. The overrated Elephants, yeah. The overrated Elephants. And uh, in these, I was thinking, like, maybe they'll be like mammoths, but they say they're simple beasts and ha- not having a trained Golden Company handler nearby may cause the elephant to lose control. So I'm wondering if you'll have to have the elephant with a Golden Company unit or some other sort of attachment to make it work. Uh, we got Varamir's six skins, which we'll do, I feel like, an episode on itself. But he's just a unit with a bunch of animals. And so that's going to be awesome. Very cool. Uh, and then, you know, we talked about all our hero boxes here. So there's a lot of stuff coming out over this year. And there may be other units not even mentioned here. This is just all from Gamma. So I think there's a lot to be excited about. And uh, as this stuff starts to roll out, we get to see what it does. We'll take some time to, to pick through it and, you know, see which we, what we want to be getting some with our games. Uh, see what we want to be getting in with our games against each other here. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited to, to add a little bit more of my free folks. And are you, are you going to buy the towels so I can kill them? Yeah, I'm definitely going to buy them. Uh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I think that looks, those Chase, look you might amazing. have a problem, by the way. We gotta, we'll paint them all. You have an alarming, you have an alarming amount of this game. I might have a problem. I'm running out of shelf space. Thank goodness you have so many yeah. Baratheons. And so now I got to think about how to do some cool sand bases. And I don't know. I've been really, I've been really jazzed. Actually, I've been playing a few more games of Song of Ice and Fire. And um, I've, I've played a lot of Legion. I know people have talk, I've talked yeah. about that in the past. I'll do a lot of Star Wars Legion. Feeling a little burned out on Star Wars Legion. You know, we did like a really long league and then people yeah. kind of took a break. And I'm just like, ah. And been picking up and playing maybe extra Song of Ice and Fire. And man, this game it's is great. good. It is so it's much funny fun. because like, you know, we haven't had a chance so, to play in a long time. And I've been playing, you know, just a lot of like magic yeah. and stuff and painting. And then it was like, you know, just picking up the Starks and, and rolling with them after probably, I don't know, when's the last time we played like three or four months ago? It's like this game. Yeah. Is- Excellent. It's still so, so good. Like The game is really fast. It's still like I think the mechanics are all very strong. It was funny because I was like, I've been watching so much like Warhammer uh, battle reports that I was like, and then I roll to wound and I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> That's not a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to. Well, dude, I, you know, the other thing is like, I just love playing against you, too. I think there's something about just like yeah. playing with your friends and not if anyone listening that I know from like stores, you guys are awesome, too. But it's like, you know, I've been playing. I've been playing a lot of great joys. Yeah. Boy, my free folk is a very specific like cadence to the battle of like losing some ranks, get some pill and tokens and and mixing up and playing some other 
some other people with different skill levels and different abilities and that's just joking around. And plus, you are the ultimate hero, Josh, because uh, you are the only person who will play a game with me at their house at 8 a.m. Right. on a Saturday. That is, that is, I'm a morning person. If anyone's <laughs> listening, I, I wake up early and I do my video editing and all that stuff in the, in the wee hours of the morn. And uh, that's the sweet time. spot. You should see, you know, me playing at, you know, six or seven o'clock at night, which is the normal time I get to play people versus me playing me at eight in the morning. I think, I think we got to, we got to host some events and I think we do like morning events, like show up battles, battles and brunch, man. Let's do, Oh, let's, Oh my gosh. Let's yeah. make that a thing. Bring a, I'll bring so a let's get that. Joe. Let's get that on the books. Yeah. Here. yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Coffees and <laughs> things, you know, we got, we got, it was other, so other correlations. Other, so many alliterations we could do. And dragons we got. Yeah. Oh my Duncan's God. Is it Dunkin' oh. Donuts and Dragons? <laughs> yeah. That might be for, for legal reasons. We can't say that, but we can do Dungeons and, and Dragons. and Dragons. <laughs> Dunkins and Dragons. Yeah, man. So let's, let's get that going. And, you know, as it's always a blast having you on Thank here. You. And uh, I'm excited to get some more yeah. games in the air. We gotta, we gotta oh, crank shout some out, out. Shout out to you for your uh, your video there on the sorcery Kickstarter. I don't know. I don't know if you've talked oh, about my that on here at all, but that's a I have big, so pretty big deal. I mean, uh, the biggest uh, TCG yeah, Kickstarter well, of all time. It, I feel weird doing so. So I've uh, I finally I finally sold out here, sort of thing. I I uh, in November December I actually monetized my channel. Uh, so now the YouTube now the the big bucks are coming in here. I'm. <laughs> And uh, and I took on some freelance work and I've been dabbling, like helping some people out with videos in the past. And uh, the Sorcery uh, TCG, it's on Kickstarter right now. They wanted a really cool uh, intro video for their Kickstarter. So we said, yeah, like we'll help out with that. And uh, man, their Kickstarter has blown up, man. Like it is the highest funded TCG Kickstarter, I think, of all time right now. And they still got 15 days to go. It looks very cool. I, b- I backed a box just because I knew you made the video. So I had to do it. Oh, my gosh. You're the best. So that's going to be one thing. Actually, I do want to talk more about Sorcery. Heck yeah. Uh, contested Realm. And uh, the hard part is, like I said, I, I did make a video for them. But, like, I'm not a big TCG guy. So I can't, like, <laughs> keep everybody the ins and outs. But it's pretty cool. The art is just amazing. And... I think I can say this. I don't know if this comes off like an endorsement or something, but That's everybody fun. knows yeah. I, I worked with them on this. Man, that guy, Eric Olofsson, the guy who made Path of Exile, super cool dude. I don't know. I think there's something about like when you get to make something for somebody or work with somebody, they're just like a huge nerd about it. Like you, like they're, they're the guy who's like yep. so into this. Yep. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's not someone who's like just trying to, to make a quick buck or scam people. Like this is a guy who like is so in love with this property and so in love with this project. And you know, the the stuff I can't talk about, like the meticulous detail he's put into things. Like this guy is someone who's really put a lot of thought into this. I don't know. It's like kind of like one of those feel good moments. You know, like I backed the Duncan Rhodes Kickstarter, mostly on faith being like, I hope these paints are good, but it's Duncan. And then it's like well, plus Duncan is a Duncan is a genuinely amazing human being. That yeah. why why not support yeah. dudes like that for doing what they doing what they love? Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it turns out the paint sounds like they're gonna be awesome. Yeah. And like I didn't really have any doubts, but it's like this similar thing where this guy turns out to be like a really cool dude, and uh, it's kind of a cool cool <laughs> moment. So that's my like behind the scenes yeah. endorsement. But like I said, you know. I have taken money from this person and uh, I don't know a lot about TCGs, but boy, it's a fun, it's a kind of a, a hoot and a holler game when you're playing it too. I played a, a few games just to make sure I knew what I was doing when we were trying to make this video. And, you know, we got to get a game and yes. uh, they've got a TTS mod and I'll get us in on that. And maybe we can talk about what yeah. that's like 
in the future. We only got 15 days, so maybe we got to we got to get a game in maybe this weekend or sometime yeah. coming up soon. But I'm pumped. Uh, I mean, I'm, you cool. know, I'm a huge Magic guy, so I like the old school sort of Magic vibes, and I like the fact that it's on like that sort of grid. So there's like a different sort of look. Uh, you know, the spatial yes. um, relationship is another sort of angle. So I think it's really, I think it's awesome. So big, big shout out to that. And so, yeah, uh, you know, I guess I got to work on plugging my stuff here then. So uh, we have monetized our YouTube channel. So now the I've realized what, what really pushed me over was I realized that it was showing ads anyway. People were saying like, well, there's ads on your stuff. And I was like, what? And it was just like going to YouTube. So I was like, all right, I'll let that go to me. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we do have a Patreon if you want to shoot shoot uh, shoot some bucks to us and, and jump in on our Discord. We're happy to have you. It's a pretty small, intimate Discord. We keep it really tight. You know, feel free to jump on in there. And uh, we got a lot of cool stuff in the works coming up. If you didn't catch our last episode, we had Duncan and Miniac on talking about mental health. And we're going to look to do some other mental health related topics in the future as we're also looking at board games, card games, and a lot of A Song of Ice and Fire. So a lot of cool stuff to come in the future. And, uh, you know, Josh, thanks for coming back on here and uh, be ready. We're going to get some more some more games in here. There's a lot of new units coming out and I got to get as much free folk <laughs> battles in against you before I start playing some Martells. So be prepared. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. And in the meantime, we hope to get your miniatures on the table. Beep, boop, boop.